Hello everybody and welcome to my channel. Today's episode is what we look for in a husband. Yes, I am talking about the list. The infamous list that every Christian woman makes when they are looking for a spouse. Okay, now give me one moment while I put on the ugly headphones per usual. Just wanted to make sure you guys remember I am not hideous. So <laughs> let's take a look. All right, we're talking about the list. The infamous list that every Christian woman ultimately uses to find that spouse during their dating relationships. It is the determining factor on whether or not you should marry this man that you're currently seeing. So a lot of times I hear my girlfriends uh, put qualities on their list that may not be as important long term. And I'm talking about qualities like, uh, okay, for example, he has to be taller than me. He has to be taller than me, especially. Especially when I wear my favorite strappy sandals. Um, excuse me, sir, six foot two or you cannot ride this ride. Okay, bye-bye. Or here's another one. He has to make me laugh to the point where I am going to pee my pants or this just isn't going to be an enjoyable relationship. I'm sorry. And lastly, if the boy cannot afford to buy me flowers or chocolate during the time flow comes to town, boy, bye. All of these qualities are a bonus, yes, but ultimately you are going to have plenty of laughs throughout the relationship and yes, you are going to be attracted to someone that you marry. We tend to make these determining factors off of surface level thinking and I'm sorry, but let's be real. God's not going to match you with someone who just repulses you. So have a little bit of faith. He knows what he's doing. Okay, when we look at the Bible and what it says about marriage and why God created it, let's take a look at Genesis 2.18. The Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. God created us to be helpers to our husband, but also because we both will bring something to the table that will complement the other person. When I first wrote my list of qualities that I was looking for in a husband, I actually based those qualities off of things that I'm not very good at. For example, one of my top qualities was he has to be good with uh, finances. That is so important to me because your girl has a bit of a shopping addiction, okay? You know, I've never been in debt. That's awesome. That's great. But I had to delete my Amazon Prime because I was a wee bit addicted to it. So I definitely looked for someone who was good in their financial area, who knows how to take care of the passive income and what to do as far as mortgage, water bills, all of that, yada, 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 no credit card debt, you know, had his finances in order and who could also teach me how to take care of my finances properly. I mean, I definitely wanted someone who was capable of taking care of the, you know, the role of managing our savings and our spending because I just, I wasn't comfortable doing that. That's just something I know that I really struggle in, but thankfully my husband has taught me so much and I'm so grateful for that. Another great tool to put on your list is um, maybe something you learned from past relationships. Were you cheated on? Were you cheated on? Because girl, that's the worst. Why do they do that? I don't even understand. It's so disrespectful. It's like on another level of disrespect. I, I, oh man, it irks me just a little bit. <laughs> I purposefully looked for someone who was loyal, who I could trust because I, you know, I've been cheated on in the past and it is just the most gutting feeling. And I knew that I could not put my mental health through that again. So I looked for someone who was loyal, who had a history of loyalty and someone who feared God. Because girl, listen, if he does not fear God, he will not fear you. Let me say that again. If he does not fear God, he will not fear you. 
Psalm 112, 1 through 3 says, Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their houses, and their righteousness endures forever. Girl, it's in the Bible. Listen, it's in the Bible. I feel incredibly terrible right now for all my uh, podcast users with their headphones in because I am Puerto Rican, so I'm a little bit loud. I'm sorry. All right, let's take a look at the next one. Wisdom and discernment. Okay, now these two, these go hand in hand, all right? Wisdom is the ability to discern what is right from wrong, okay? Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Wisdom and discernment are both a gift from God that we're supposed to use every single day and utilize best to our daily decision making. I mean, as Christians, we're literally called to seek and use both wisdom and discernment every single day. I mean, from as far as what should I eat today? Should I eat this cookie or should I probably maybe have some wheat toast with a side of two eggs? Would that be healthier for me? That's using wisdom and discernment. Or should I quit my job? Am I in a financial suitable place where I can quit my nine to five job? Is that a wise decision? I mean, God wants us to go to him every single day with our worries and concerns, but in that he wants us to use a discerning spirit. And that's why it's so important to have a husband who has that same mindset because you want someone who has the wisdom and discernment. How should you spend your finances? What are your goals in the marriage? What are your future plans you want to prepare for? You want someone who also has that wise and discerning mindset so you can further your marriage in the most possible pleasing way to God as you can. And ladies, if you feel that you're lacking in this area, do not fret because it literally says in the Bible, you can ask for wisdom and discernment. It is so cool. I kid you not, that is how I was given the gift of wisdom and discernment is I just prayed for it. That's it. I just prayed for it. I said, Lord, give me wisdom and discernment in the name of Jesus, in the name of your son. Amen. In James 1, 5, the word says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Ah, our God is so good. He's so good. He's so good. All right, here's another one. Do you struggle with the fruits of the spirit? And I'm talking about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control. I most definitely struggle with patience and self-control. And I'm talking about when my husband and I go to McDonald's and I finish the entire basket of fries. By the time we get home, I am both embarrassed yet proud of how much food I just downed in five minutes. But you know what? Something I do commend my husband on is the amount of patience this man has. I don't I don't even know where it comes from. I mean, I know it comes from God, but it's just like I don't I don't understand how God could give so much patience to one person because I lack all of it. When my husband was given his Christmas money, his birthday money for the past like I'm talking two years, he has saved it. He has saved all of that money for the PS5. This man is crazy. I mean, I think my birthday money was gone in a week, (laughs) but my birthday is near Christmas time. So all the good sales are around that time of year. So I definitely take advantage of it. At least that's my excuse. So my husband 
definitely strives in his patience and self-control and his discipline. I'm seriously so proud of him and I commend him on it. And you know what? He teaches me how to be good at it and how to apply it to my life, which is so cool because I, I don't know how else I would have learned it, but it's crazy that God literally put this man in my life to help me further my strengths in areas that I seriously lacked in. One of my favorite examples is when my husband and I are, uh, we're at a restaurant, right? Okay. I don't know about you, but when I'm hungry, I am like worse than hangry. It's, it's like something has taken over me and Noah's not here anymore. And I just can't control myself. I start losing it with everyone who comes near me and I don't know what's happening. But then as soon as I eat, I'm like a cute little, you know, I'm I'm full now yay yay me but uh (laughs) before I get my food and I'm starving it's like don't come near Noah or she'll eat your hand and I'm not uh, exaggerating so when my husband and I go to restaurants and the waiter oh my gosh this is one of my pet peeves I'm sorry when I used to be waitress okay mind you I used to be waitress way back in the day I'm talking like 10 years ago okay I was a waitress in the past and one thing they teach you is, okay, as soon as your table sits down, you have two minutes to get the drinks out to them. Okay, that was a rule, right? So I, I, you know, I was a good waitress. I was hustling. But for some reason, I guess that mindset and those expectations were not applied to the waiters that I've met, at least. So whenever my husband and I go somewhere to eat and the waiter takes forever to come and greet us, I'm talking 10 minutes Lord, that's when the Lord tests my patience. It's like on another level. Uh, my husband, he'll sit there and say, Noah, it's okay. It's okay. Like just, you know, be patient. It's all right. And mind you, this man hasn't eaten for the same amount of time that I haven't eaten. And he's a big guy, so he's probably starving. But he is keeping his cool, keeping his self-control controlled. And you know what? He just talks me through it and lets me know like, hey, we're going to get our food. It's okay. Like we're going to eat. It's all right. It's just another five to 10 minutes. Don't even worry about it. Just don't think about it and talk to me. Enjoy your time with me. And that's when I, you know, I start to chill out a little bit. And um, I made me mug the waiter just a little bit. I have to work on that. okay? but come on now. Ten minutes. That's absurd. But yes, I have to commend my husband on his patience and self-control. He is he's godsend, man. Oh, my gosh. I love that man. He's so, so good. But uh, you know what? He compliments my flaws and vice versa. We teach each other and we show each other how how to grow in certain areas that we just are flawed in. All right. Last but not least, the most important quality that you need to look for in a spouse is get you a man that leads you every single day. It is the man's job to be the leader in the household. And I know Nowadays, that has such a negative connotation. I mean, we have women that are saying, no, you know what? I'm I'm just as good or even better than men. No man can control me. I don't have to submit to anyone. Um, excuse me, if you're a Christian, it's in the Bible, okay? You have to. And you know what? It goes both ways. <laughs> it definitely goes both ways. So men don't think you can like, uh, you know, be a little tyrants in the house, okay? Men, you also have to submit to your wives. But when I say that he has to be the leader in the household, is he leading you when you guys read the Bible? Is he leading you in prayer? Is he taking the initiative to help you grow further towards Christ and your relationship with God? Because if you don't have a man that leads you towards God, 
and leads you away from God, that's not going to help your relationship with Jesus. You want someone who pushes you towards God, who helps you further your relationship and strengthen your relationship with him. And that's exactly why in the Bible it talks about not being with someone who's unequally yoked. You want to be on the same page as far as your Christianity, your faith, and what you believe in as far as your morals. And ladies, I know it's hard. We're control freaks. I get it. I'm, you know, I'm a control freak. I'll admit it. I uh, I lose my crap a lot, especially when people change plans. Like, I lose it. Just a little bit. <laughs> but with that said, you need to take a step back and let your husband lead you. Um, because one day he's going to have to give an account before God. And you do not want to be the person who stands in the way of him doing his job. You know, at the end of the day, you just got to pray over your list. You need to pray over your list and you need to give it to God because he knows your wants and desires and you are his child. You are the daughter of the king and he wants to spoil you. Okay. Ultimately, it is going to take faith. It is going to take patience. It is going to take time, but ultimately God is going to take care of you. He will. You don't have to stress about that. Your man is out there. Don't you worry about a thing. Okay. Trust God. Let go and let God. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me for my first ever podcast. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess this is like my second besides the intro, but this is my first um, time imparting my wisdom upon you, my viewers. Thank you so much for listening. Well, until next time, thank you again for watching. And remember that you are fierce and you are free because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you and have a good day. Bye.